with vip playlist i'm here with my adorable co-host oh shucks uh hey what's going on guys we also are here with isador is that did i get it right or did i fuck it you up? got it right you got Sweet. it right Is- you nailed it. Isador, <laughs> first yeah. time hell yeah so isador isador god damn it <laughs> isadori yeah isador, my bad uh isador is a first off uh introduce yourself and then kind of like so, you are like the whole band, right? Yeah. So okay. my my name is Jesse Isidore. I'm in a band called Design the Void. I'm in a band called Isidore. Isidore is my solo project. And a lot of people seem to know me from a band that, well, I guess I'm still in it, but we're on like a prolonged hiatus because mm-hmm. of member difficulties and stuff. But but that band was called Narwhal Bloodbath. Okay. Um, and it I've heard of that Narwhal name. Bloodbath. Yeah. It's well, we make like like exclusively ridiculous songs and. We played all over for like, dude, like six, seven years nonstop, like between Buffalo, Pittsburgh. I mean, we were everywhere. Yeah. And we never released any music. So you like had to come watch us. And we were like, we just became like a straight <laughs> over the top party metal band. Nice. <laughs> and nice. to the point where we were incoherent during shows and it just got wild at the end. Oh. So, but yeah, we're all, we're all growing up now. And it's a hard life to live. <laughs> I just Googled normal bloodbath and the first video that pops up is Skeddy and Butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard I listened to that. I listened that one's that. about the flying spaghetti monster. Nice. Uh, at one point awesome. there at one point I say, Oh, the pasta, I just want to rub it on my balls. Like <laughs> it's like that, that song give I know yeah. it's really like, dude, it's it's crazy because people have messaged the band page like trying to discuss like the lore of the songs like people will take like political implications from it and i'm just like dude, Love to dude see it. that is not yeah that it's like, is bro not... i just wanted to rub some sketty on my mouth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a fictional god it's just like oh my goodness it's just That's about flying spaghetti monster but uh, but yeah so i'm belong but isidore and design the void are the most active and yeah, okay. um design the void just released a song called not all treasure is silver and gold yes um and isidore i'm it's all mass effect themed it's a solo project so i'm doing a, a whole album of mass effect themed i guess you could say like symphonic death core but mm-hmm. i also have some unreleased stuff that's got full send singing choruses and stuff so hell yeah yeah i so, don't i don't know what genre that would fall under yeah so so for the listeners who may not know what mass effect is give us a <laughs> a quick summary yeah. if you could so um I'm old. I'm 30. And now that seems to be that seems to be old in the metal scene these days. And uh, so Mass Effect is the the original Mass Effect trilogy is a game series that um, people of my generation, like if you love single player games, it's just it is just this legendary series of games with Mm -hmm. 
just crazy depth and dialogue and it's one of the first games well maybe not one of the first games one of the best games with like a, a morality i guess meter or yeah yep. like a morality system mm-hmm. where you could be good or bad and make choices and all your choices have consequences and what yeah. you do in the first game will affect the third game so like it's a like an intergalactic like uh wait hold on so the choices you make in the first game affect other games oh yeah i didn't know that that's fucking badass dude down down to like the most minute things like how you interact with certain people at certain times like like you can help people in the first game and in the third game they'll either try to kill you or they'll help you Hmm, like it's it's um like down to the most micromanagey of choices wow i didn't know it was that deep that's badass yeah, I, I remember and, like playing, but I didn't get that deep into it. I, I it must have been too much for me, whatever mm-hmm. age I was at that time. And I was like, "All right, this is this is too much." Um, yeah, but I do I know it has like a major cult following. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's deep, bro. It's it's one of those games that I had to go back. So they just released the legendary edition. I want to mm-hmm. say that's actually what inspired this whole thing is they released the legendary edition, and me and my wife played it together for. 280 hours damn nice like just insane like non-stop like i would come home and just grind it non-stop and like we we were we were writing a bunch of new music and design the void and i kept like trying to insert mass effect (laughs) ideas i was like what if we did a song about like you guys ever play mass effect and they just look at me and be like no yeah 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 so i was like i think i had to start a solo project and here i'm sorry (laughs) adam sorry what were you saying buddy said uh do you remember something and i cut you off that's my bad dog <laughs> no dude you're good i just remember like dabbling in it and then i think it, it became too much yeah or something well if you if you like single player games i strongly recommend you get the legendary edition and and dive back in is it only on one console nope i think it's on all of them okay i think okay, it's okay. on all of them okay and they they remastered the first game so it's not quite as insufferable it okay. still kind of sucks if I'm being completely honest. It's 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 a slog, but that must you can have been s- it. I remember it just being like, yeah, something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So the first, the first game's rough. I don't know if you've heard, but they're like in 2021, they were in talks of making it a TV series. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill said he wants to be a part of it. What do you think about that? Oh, that would be so sick. He better be Shepard. Yeah. He better want, be Shepard. He, he uh, so he's do, he's doing the Witcher and Superman. And uh, he came out and said that he would absolutely love to be a part of Mass Effect. Yeah. Oh my god. TV that'd series. Be so good. Yeah. That makes me like the Witcher, that makes man. me frisky to think about. Dude. He'd be such a good <laughs> shepherd. I mean, yeah. oh, you know who he'd be like. I don't know if you're familiar with like individual characters. You know who he would be really good at being is either Rex or Grunt. He would be so good at yeah. being either Rex or Grunt. Like mm. he would be a great Krogan with yeah. that stale face and his giant just muscles (laughs) (laughs) he'd be a great murder turtle it's crazy how like i guess you would call it nerdy henry cavill is like Mm -hmm. that's so nuts man he played i forgot what what that game he plays is like constantly uh but it's like a tabletop rpg it's not dnd it's something else um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've heard him, I've heard him nerd out about it. Yeah, he plays it like stuff. fucking insane. Like, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I'm drawing a blank, just like you are. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, my puppy. Oh, you're barking. fine. That's okay. Yeah, I just got up, so I don't mean to bring the conversation down or anything. Oh, you're but good. My, you're good. Last October, my dog got diagnosed with uh, T cell lymphoma. Oh shit! And, uh, oh man, a good buddy of mine 
right towards the end. So he passed away, and I want to say April or May, late April, early May. Um, my buddy had gotten out of the military, and he applied to get a service dog, right? Because yep. he was uh, he worked with dogs in the military, mm-hmm. and um, so like everything in the military, it took him like five years to even acknowledge that he put yeah. in an application. And when they did, they just called him and said, Hey, your dog's ready. Go get it. (laughs) So he was like, Oh shit. Well, he works this job where he works like 18 hours a day, you know? And uh, he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I can't raise a dog with it just being in a cage all day. Like it's going to go crazy. So he knew about my dog. He just gave me this full blooded white German shepherd puppy. Oh my God. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. And she is a holy terror, bro. Yeah. Just nothing but energy and jumps and zoomies. (laughs) We have we have three kids, and me and my wife have vowed to not have another dog until we're done raising our kids, because it's like adding another fucking child. (laughs) It is. It's tough. (laughs) Yeah. Instead, we have two cats, and cats are like a little more easier to take care of. So, Mm -hmm. but cats are fun. They live so long. Yeah. Yeah. They live for like twenty years. So. Yeah, it's crazy. I had a cat when I got a cat when I was 12 and it died last year. Damn. It was like 19 years old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hope Mr. Kitty makes it that one. Mr. Kitty was like my first love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was my first cat. Yeah. Hey, man. What about me? You're not a cat. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I love cats. I was talking about kitties, my first kitty love. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The fuzzy kind of love. Yeah. I uh, actually was, so you said you and your wife played uh, Mass Effect for like 200 hours, and I was like, me and my wife play video games together too, and I was, our favorite game to play is Ark, and I was curious as to how many hours we, we clocked into it. Too many, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like 300. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me- on the computer too. That's not like, we used to play on PlayStation and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's me- just PC. Me and my wife don't necessarily play together. She likes to read books while she watches. Yeah. And like, and uh, so like our favorite games are like the evil within resident evil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And dude, I'm not shitting you. There was, mo- there's, there's moments in the mass effect trilogy where like, cause I'm a completionist. So I 100% at every one of the games and it was a damn. fucking nightmare. It yeah. Was, oh, like, damn. The first game I only had like 50, 40 hours and it was pretty, it was really short and I really yeah. drug a lot of it on. You could 100% that game in probably 20 hours. Yeah. So okay. It's pretty, pretty, pretty quick. But Mass Effect 2 and 3 have so much like depth and like when you start doing all the side missions and the reason I did the 100% thing was because I wanted to get the right ending because mm-hmm. there's like, I think there's three choices at the end but there's about 16 different endings because you can just not get to the end. If you don't prep, right? Like Mm. the entire world can be obliterated inside of like three hours into the third game. If you'd made all the wrong choices, it's uh, it's real. But so we were hundred percenting everything. And like, you get so invested in the characters because there's so much dialogue. Like there's, there's parts in the game. Like, I I don't want to spoil it for you if you're going to go back and play them, but there's like, there's a couple of giant characters that when they pass away, you're just like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. <laughs> Who's cutting onions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just That's like, funny. and the third game is just so rough, dude. Like there's, there's so many people that you can't avoid dying. Right. Because you're literally yeah. trying to stop the end of the world. Right. Yeah. And um, like there's so, the, the certain characters just can't live. 
and they do such a good job of redeeming the characters they make them so human even though they're aliens but like they show you the the dichotomy of like personality like mm. somebody who's equally good can also do terrible things like Morden Solis. Like I have a song about him on the, on the album. Mm-hmm. He's the super smart lizard guy. He's a Solarian. And he, uh, he created the genophage, which is for the Krogan. It kills their fertility, you know, like they can't have babies. And uh, it's a whole underlying plot theme of all three games. Like the Krogan are turtles. So they, they reproduce like wildfire yeah, and when they finally gave the Krogan the ability to like space travel, they were just like, "Let's spread out," <laughs> and they just like <laughs> took over the whole galaxy in like seven years because they just have like four hundred and fifty million children on every planet, and they inhabited basically every planet. But so they did the genophage, so they couldn't keep spreading like like rats, and then they just basically became this dying species of like uh, murder turtles who are all mercenaries. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's this underlying theme for the whole thing. Well, Morden created the genophage and at the end he cures it. And like, dude, his, his final, like the last time you see Morden, you, you will fucking ball like a baby. If you don't ball like a baby, you're a monster. I don't, <laughs> we're not friends. It's, it's one of the saddest moments in gaming history, let alone the Mass Effect series. I mean, yeah. it's, it's absolutely brutal. But uh, sorry, uh, I'm rambling. Oh, no, you're, no, you're, 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 you're fine, I was actually going to say they have the, uh, they have, all the Mass Effect soundtracks on Spotify. How's oh, the music yeah. in Mass Effect? Is it good? Um, yeah, like it's very, yeah, it's good. It's very synthy. I mean, they have really quite a huge range of stuff. They have like big symphonic yeah. pieces. They have um, like a lot of like synthy nightclub music. Um, one of the directions I wanted to go with my solo project is to make it like uh, like almost like the Browning, where it's like super driving EDM in mm. the background. Yeah. Like, like, do you remember OG Browning, like the songs like Bloodlust that were like, do, 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 yeah, do, yeah, do, yeah, do. Yeah, Okay, okay. I wanted to do stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, but I could not find anybody who, everybody was like, yeah, I don't do that. I can do the guitars. <laughs> oh, man. I just oh, couldn't shit. find anybody who wanted to do what I wanted to do. So yeah, I settled on deathcore with lots of instruments. That'll so. work. I guess just to kind of pivot into the music realm what were your earliest memories of music you know maybe your folks or some friends or you know just songs from your youth that that, that you can remember early yeah maybe like something your mom or dad played around you that you just remember getting into or something like that so my parents are like uh like my dad specifically thinks if it wasn't made in the 80s it's garbage you know so like i listen to a lot of journey a lot of journey and um like and then when Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out, oh, yeah. like, dude, I, I can sing every song on that playlist or on that entire game. Like it's going out of style. I love every song on that game. Like, uh, <laughs> the What's that song? Uh, Sister Christian, oh, the time has come. That song. Yeah. I love that song. But uh, I used to I used to literally change the stations because in in GTA Vice City you could uh, like kind of like if you switch back and forth to the stations a certain amount of times it was kind of like a cheat code you could restart the song. Is <laughs> so, that oh, yeah. Night Ranger Sister Christian? Yep, that's what it is. That's oh what yeah. It is. So that song was good. Um, my dad was a huge Def Leppard fan, and uh, I listened to Def Leppard. Um, 
I had never got into them quite like I did everything on Vice City though. Uh-huh. And uh like another thing I got into because of Vice City was like uh Willie Nelson and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Like uh, I really love some of the like highwaymen stuff. The like, highwaymen are fucking dope. The highwaymen, Johnny yeah. Cash, Willie Nelson, like that old like rebel country stuff is great. Yeah. Sorry, my dog just barged in like a lunatic. It's all good. She she comes in carrying these washcloths. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most it's the most random thing. She won't eat them. She just carries them around. Oh, she presents God. them to you like it's a prize. That's hilarious. Who are you, but, man? Yeah, um, the highwayman. <laughs> my my dad was the same. Like if it wasn't made like when he was growing up, it sucks. But uh, I remember the my vaguest memory from my dad. Not vague, I guess it's like my most standoutish memory as far as music goes. My dad, as he had mm-hmm. just bought this like '90s model uh gmc sierra mm-hmm. and he put like speakers in it for some fucking reason <laughs> like everybody did in the 90s yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah. he he had this like monsters of rock album and it had <laughs> um fuck what's the name of that it's it was warrant uh cherry pie she's my, my cherry pie, pie. yeah <laughs> he would fucking, job, he would play that song on fucking repeat like yikes dude yeah oh, oh my yeah. gosh no yeah. sir and dude. then also like outlaw country as well so like the highwayman and johnny cash and yeah. willie and all that shit yeah i used to get so frustrated when when i was finally getting into like metalcore and like dads would be like that ain't real music i show you yeah. real music and then they'd play like smoking in the boys room yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i that mean i, I love some of that stuff like another really good one credence i love credence oh yeah oh, credence ccr is dope. yeah ccr yeah good. Mm-hmm. so let's They're, do that let's, yeah, so let's I get put, some of this on the playlist i put a uh, sister christian on there just because that's dope okay. um but let's do you want to do a journey song yeah let's do um i'm gonna pull up I'm going to try to pick like my actual favorites from that's this yeah here. that's fine man All so right. let's see journey I mean I would say probably separate ways okay and uh any way you want it I really uh, like open arms too god damn there's some bangers on the <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't want to put journey all on my playlist here uh sister Christian's a good one so let's do that and then let's do um wait I think we forgot something, Augie. Yeah, we did. We, well, I'm going to circle back around to it. You're good. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the Trooper from Iron Maiden, because that's one from, from back in the day that I remember. There you go. Yeah, the Trooper. And um, what was the other band we were talking Def Leppard. Do pour Def some Leopard. sugar on me, dude. Let's, yeah. Let's get canceled today, boys. Happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Didn't Willie. the drummer only have one arm? Oh, yeah. They got yeah, 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 yeah. a bus wreck, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking crazy, bro. That is, that is crazy. Nuts. And um, what was the other one we just talked about? Oh, Willie really and Credence. Yeah, yeah, the okay. Highwaymen and Credence. Yeah, or so, you can do Willie, Johnny Cash, any outlaw country. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything Johnny Cash has ever done. Yes, I um, agree, man. I used to have his greatest hits when I was a kid. And I fucking love that shit. Oh yeah, dude. It's uh, everything. Like even if you listen to some of the old albums, I mean, you got to get over obviously. The fact that it was recorded in a garbage can yeah but but it's it's just he was so good at just flowing with the music and his choruses are so simple like even yeah. if you don't love the song you're singing it you know yeah. um let's do for credence let's do fortunate son mm-hmm. and uh let's do proud mary and uh was uh was it called born on the bayou born on the bayou 
Oh, I have to look it up. Was that? I don't even know if that was Credence. Now that I'm thinking, we're about putting it. it on there. Let's find it because that's a good one. That is a good one. Well, so the second one you said was uh, Mary's mm-hmm. son. Oh, proud Mary. Proud Mary. Okay, my bad. Proud Mary, and then I, I think uh, you can actually. Yeah, Mary's. you got that right. I'm born on the Bayou. Song by Credence Clearwater, dude. And all along the Watchtower is another great one. Oh yeah, that's by uh, Jimmy. Yeah. I went to Seattle in 2015 and we went to the Jimi Hendrix Museum. Well, actually, I went by myself. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I pretty much explored all of Seattle by myself because nice. Yeah. My brother, I, my brother lived up there I had, and he had to work. So his wife just like dropped me off in downtown Seattle and I just fucking walked around all day. It was fucking badass. Man. Sounds like fun. I've, yeah. I've never been out west. I mean, us Northeastern people, like, we spend all year preparing for winter and then suffering through it. Yeah. And uh, like you end up stuck in a cycle of never leaving. And like every couple yeah. of years you like get to Florida and you're like, Oh, it's incredible here. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been to New York and Boston. I haven't made my way to Penn, but uh, hopefully I can soon. You're not missing yeah. much. If you ever do give me a ring, but yeah. <laughs> we'll do man all there is here is trees and cows my oh, guy yeah. not oh just of... like home didn't, uh, <laughs> was wasn't um people food from from Penn? they were yes, yeah 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 they, they were, were. From pennsylvania yeah what part of pa do you know i don't no, remember um i don't remember but they said they were that. working some like weed fest there like oh like shit. a three-day like fest or whatever i think they, it's still legal here but yeah. Bold move, yeah. cotton. Yeah, he said, he said it's still. They said it's still illegal, but they said like it's like a three, like a three day fucking event. Of like That's crazy. Everybody um, just it smoking says, weed. It says Philly. Philly. So. Okay. Yeah. So I lived on that side of the state for a little while. They have yeah. it much nicer down there. Okay. Yeah. That side of the state, they only have winter from like I don't know. It's like January to March, or like maybe December to March. Okay. Like it gets cold, but they don't get snow like we do. Not crazy. Okay. But yeah, it's like like from here, our our first snowstorm is typically in October. Yeah, that's it when it like never... starts getting cool around here. So yeah, it just never ends from there on out. It's just I I I love the cold, but I don't think I could do like snow that long for and that much of it. Yeah, because I just I just I know like. The logistics and all that mm-hmm. about it dude no thanks. yeah it's a nightmare but yeah you know so it's... let's go uh let's get either the highwayman or johnny cash and then i'll i'll have to circle back around because we forgot something oh, so i'm sorry but I'm oh sorry. you're good the highwayman and johnny cash let's do the highwayman all right oh nope i didn't mean to start playing it <laughs> sneak preview y'all yeah the, the song the song the highwayman has like willie nelson johnny cash waylon jennings all that so yeah so that one i like and i also like against the wind a lot yeah let's just go with the highwayman and against the wind and then johnny cash is where i'll splurge and really put but uh Folsom prison that's yeah. one that brings back memories of my childhood i love that one let me just pull up his greatest hits here yeah, he's got a lot of them, man. He's, he has about 72 of them. I Walk the Line's great. Riders in the Sky is a good one. Really good one. A Boy Named Sue. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> a Thing Called Love was good. Um, Yeah, I've Been Everywhere this is, this is the last one. We'll do that. All right. I don't worry. So what we forgot to do is yes. 
name this bad boy. Name the oh. playlist. So, okay. is there anything you want to name this? Um. Hmm. So let's um let's do. We're gonna go off the Isidore thing, right? That's uh. Let's yeah. Do let's do. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to like merge the alien theme with, <laughs> with the playlist name, but it but, can be um, long, didn't you? We have like a really long one on here, like yeah, we've got we've had a bunch of really long ones. Yeah, yeah, I could just go the coheed route and make it like something like that's a paragraph Vax. long. Yeah, um, yeah, let's just go. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to incorporate the Reapers into it because that's a like a little Mass Effect hidden gem. Yeah, um, but. Uh, Let's do Isidore's. Um, this is terrible, dude. This is hard. This is <laughs> Don't difficult. worry, we're this gonna is... leave this all this in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let's do. I don't know. Let's do Isidore's Asari Club Bangers, dude, because the Asari are all strippers in the in the in the game, and they they work at these these clubs, and they're all like unsk, 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 Oh unsk, yeah, unsk. Okay. yeah, okay. Let's do that. We're getting, we're getting, uh, we're getting spicy. Yeah. <laughs> so they're blue my mind reading people. They're they're incredible. All right, sweet. Now we got that done. So we talked about the early music and stuff. What was it that got you into like heavier stuff, man? The, like the heavier side of it. That's that's a slippery slope there. So like, <laughs> it is. My dad was a race car driver, so he was always on the road and working on the race car or like going to the next race. And like throughout all my formative years, he was like, uh, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday racing and mm-hmm. Monday through Wednesday, it was get the car ready. Let's make sure that everything's like, good. Like to go. a professional race car driver or like, um, I mean, he, like drag racing or no, he did dirt circle track. So oh. Okay. So nice. like he drove what you call a super late model, which is like a uh, 800 horsepower traction machine. Wow. Yeah. They're, if you, if you type in dirt, super late model, that's what my dad raced. And yeah, we have a dirt track around here. It's yeah, closed and, down and opened up, opened back up like 15 times. So yeah, that's, that's how all dirt tracks are anymore. It's become way too expensive for anybody to keep doing. Yeah. It's, yeah. I can imagine it's it's almost like building a nascar now i mean there's guys with one hundred eighty thousand dollars in just the car and that's before yeah. they load it up and put it in their double decker trailer and, and then go smash the it against the fucking wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean and um so like i grew up with that lifestyle so there's a lot of babysitting myself you know like so i would just sit there and watch like fuse vh1 and like oh yeah I'll tell you, there's there's one very specific formative moment that I was like, I think I like this. So this had to be, I'd have to look at the date because the subliminal verses came out, mm-hmm. let's say 2005, 2005. So I was, I graduated in 2010. So I'm in sixth grade. And yeah, like, I don't know if you remember the before I forget video that down, yep. down, 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 yep. down, down, but yep. like. Like they walk out with the masks and pick up the mic, and twelve-year-old me was just like, "This is incredible!" Like it's I was just so. Ex- oh me, my god! Let me correct myself. It was two thousand four, not two thousand five. My bad. Even <laughs> better. Even yeah. better, dude. So yeah, yeah, fifth, yeah. fifth grade me was like, "Ooh, baby." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so I remember, in like, I just remember being like, "This song is insane!" And mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, I heard Duality, and then LimeWire came out. Yeah, like when I was probably in seventh or eighth grade, and my goodness, that place was a was a nightmare. But it got me so much good music. 
you know, and I would, I would open the little magnet torrent and it would like download similar things to what I liked on my yeah. dial up internet, dude. Oh, Take yeah. me like four days to get one Slipknot song downloaded. See, all right, baby. Uh, we used LimeWire for a little bit. So uh, I didn't get like actual internet until I was like 15, 16, something like that. I used um, the Pirate Bay. Mm-hmm. I would download uTorrent and I would use the Pirate Bay. Pirate mm-hmm. Bay was a fucking game changer, man. You talking... I could download like full fucking discographies, including like never heard before demos and shit like that at right. one time. It was, it was fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like, that was my slippery slope was LimeWire. And I never got into the Pirate Bay. That that kind of bums me out because the Pirate Bay yeah. like broadened my horizons. There was one fucking guy. I don't remember his name, but he literally had like the entire Solid State Records discography on fucking on LimeWire or not LimeWire on fucking uh the Pirate Bay and I downloaded like every fucking thing from that dude. He, he was a disgruntled ex-employee I'm on the back. I'm assuming but well, <laughs> he had he, he not only that dude he had like everything that I looked up like this dude had it. I don't remember I, I mm-hmm. like if you try to go to the Pirate Bay now it sends you like a warning or something so I can't even look shit up on it. But right. uh I wish I could thank that dude, man, because he yeah. was a huge part of like <laughs> me discovering everything. So and he's right. like, "Oh, I'm fired. Okay, bet. Say less. Right? <laughs> Enjoying right. this. Enjoying yeah. this. <laughs> it was. But sick, you didn't though, think your music would be given away, right? All yeah. of it. I downloaded. Would shit be a shame if it was given away. Yeah. And I went through a straight up. So one day I accidentally downloaded um Aiden. And okay. that oh, nice, band, yeah. that band, I'm trying to think it was, uh, I set my friends on fire. The song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. Was, I was like, dude, this is incredible. This is the heaviest thing I've ever heard. You know? Yeah. Isn't it and, funny how that happens? Like when you're, you know, about that age and then like a little bit goes by and then the next thing comes, you're like, no, this is the heaviest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. And you just kind of exactly. keep going and going and going. And next thing you know, you're listening to like, I don't know. I almost yeah, feel I bad for kids whatever. today. Like, I almost feel bad because like every deathcore vocalist is just making garbage disposal noises now. So like, yeah. like they right. don't get to see like, like I got to see what it was like when Phil Bozeman showed up and was like, mm-hmm. like, check this out. And that the entire world went, whoa yeah what the fuck are you doing you know and i almost i like low-key feel bad for kids today because um like not that they're not going to discover cool things and do different things like lorna shore is a perfect example of that you know because right you arrange it in a different way that's just shocking and everybody goes whoa that's sick yeah you know and but like we we went from like (laughs) dudes just yelping you know to like actually becoming solid with technique and taking mm-hmm. lessons and like starting to be professional you know it was like we went from bands like aiden to bands like chelsea grin to oh yeah like, then phil bozeman just flipped the whole game upside down and now everybody sounds like phil bozeman and yeah uh, you know it's we really got to see like the genre mature in a different way and it's weird because i don't th- like i remember it being not popular with tastemakers growing up yeah i remember um like reading articles online and just being super annoyed with like certain publications and stuff and uh but that's just part of being a kid you know yeah yeah like that was also back when magazines were kind of cool you know oh yeah yeah 
you could read like magazines be like what are they saying about this new band i'm listening to i can't wait to see what they have to I, say that that's how you used to get the scoop dude because right? like social mm-hmm. media was a thing but it wasn't as mature like exactly. it, it was just like oh here's my myspace check out my music and like my cool like wallpaper yeah. but like the magazine is like that's where you got the juicy shit yeah exactly so, indeed mm-hmm. and also too like i don't know social media back then was like i fed my cat today you know adam was... is feeling happy like, <laughs> like yeah. that's what it was dude yeah real bored anyone want to chat yeah 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 it hit me up on like aim that. yeah hit me up on my my instant messenger yeah yeah which oh. was crazy man anybody got icq oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. so but, what yeah. got you i mean i i can imagine how, just because of the, all the artists you've mentioned but like who was it well, what vocalist did you hear where you're you were like i want to do that too there was a series of people and like the one that sticks with me as i get older and I'm going to get absolutely shit on for saying this is Corey Taylor. Cause yeah. some of the stuff Slipknot did and they don't get enough credit for it. In my opinion is they were basically making like grind core or death core or something, but they did it with catchy vocals. Yeah. And yeah. It's one of the things that even today, so like slaughter to prevail gets, gets bashed pretty hard for doing it. But Corey Taylor managed to take really heavy music and make it, I wouldn't say radio friendly, but, very mainstream yes yeah Mm -hmm. very mainstream family for sure one of the things as i grow up so when i joined design the void design the void was the first song or first band that i was in that i was like we're gonna have structure here and like catchy fun choruses and we're not releasing it until the chorus is actually catchy and actually fun yeah and like so one of the things i noticed right away is i was like oh this is gonna be easy because there's way less of the song to write you know i can just write a bullshit catchy chorus and you realize right away that's the hardest part. That <laughs> yeah. is the hardest part. <laughs> so and you thought. Like, like a really catchy chorus is there's so much fat trimming, right? It's not about the words rhyming. It's not about the cadence working. It's about making it the right amount of syllables that it flows off the tongue in a way that is stuck in your yeah. head. Mm-hmm. Like seamless, yeah. And I'll tell you who's <laughs> who's incredible at it. And because of like writing music, I've gotten way way more into this girl is kesha like yeah so somewhere along like if you go back and listen to like the animal album like i don't know if she wrote it all she probably has producers or whatever but i do know she ghost writes for a lot of people my wife loves kesha (laughs) but dude like look at just the chorus don't pop make it stop dj turn those speakers up like it's you will remember kesha songs until the day you die even if you hate kesha yeah (laughs) like if you despise everything she's ever done and it's like poison to your ear holes when you hear it you're still gonna go god damn it like it's like it's in your head like a like an infection you know and like that's kind of what i even just like the beginning of that song like Mm -hmm. that that shit will stay in my head forever though exactly what is it wake up in the morning feeling like like p P. diddy Diddy. yeah yeah that shit will stay in my head for fucking ever dude and then even the um we're going down Mm -hmm. I'm yelling Timber, that fucking song. <laughs> that shit is catchy as fuck. It is. That shit is catchy as fuck. I could talk about Kesha lore. She, the best song Kesha ever made, and I think this one flies under the radar for almost everybody, but like it's one of the most rock-adjacent things she's ever done. She has a song called Gold Trans Am, and it's sick. 
so this is gonna be hilarious. I'm gonna throw this on your playlist, <laughs> but we're just gonna like mash it in between like all the death deathcore and shit. So that's, yeah, that's a good move. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be like Slipknot, Kesha, and then fucking like you're you're probably not gonna love it, but like most of my playlist is gonna be weird, obscure. No, shit. that's dude. All of these are like that, and that's I love yeah. that because you know if you pulled influence from one genre all your fucking music would sound exactly the same you know like mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't get any change in it whatsoever mm-hmm. so and one of the, one of the things like when i started getting very serious about writing music like about 2 to 3 years ago i had a little bit of a premonition where i was like look i'm not going to do this forever i'm getting older i i don't have the time anymore with the business to just leave for a whole weekend you know yeah and i made up my mind that I'm either going to do this thing legitimately and try to make a career out of it, or I'm going to get out because there's, I don't have time for fun hobbies anymore. Like I don't, especially ones that just suck up my time and money and it's just for shits and giggles. And so like when I got super serious about music, it was, it was like, I realized when I was writing music, if I was like, if I listen to Lorna Shore and repeat all day, when I come home, everything I write is going to sound like Lorna Shore. Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course. so like I started listening to a lot more like in this is like, have you ever heard of a band called old crow medicine show? It sounds so fucking familiar. So I know you've heard some of their songs, whether you realize it or not, like wagon wheel rock me. Mama, yes. Man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So that was originally them, right? Well, they have an album called big iron world and then they have a self-titled album and it's all folklore stories where they're telling a story from the beginning to the end of the song and it's like so they have some songs that are just like straight up heartbreaking dude like they have a song called take them away and uh the chorus is take them away take them away lord take away these chains from me my heart is broken but my spirit's not free lord take away these chains from me like it's just about being a migrant farmer in the in the early days of america and just yeah. being broke and watching your family die around you because everybody's hungry and yeah. there's the plague and it's just terrible, right? And so, like, that type of stuff is, like, the stuff I really like to write. And yeah, I've noticed as I age, like, I'm only 30, but, like, there's a big difference between 25-year-old Jesse and 30-year-old Jesse. You know? Oh, absolutely. You can all yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of stories I want to tell. You know, like, I, I love telling a story. And that's what I've always strived for and design the void in, in my solo project is just, just, I want to tell the story of whatever's at hand, you know? Yeah. So like See, I, storytelling stuff. is, is, is something that I've, that has always captivated me in music. So like, if you look at so, so old crow medicine show, stuff like that. Yeah. And then if you look at like um, Kendrick Lamar and J Cole yes. and like Mac Miller, like they are very good at mm-hmm. putting you, in the situation that they're talking about and i you know like they're just really good at telling a fucking story and making it catchy as shit like i don't know how the fuck they do it but yeah 2014 forest hill drive forest hills drive yeah 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 by j cole is one of the best rap albums i've ever heard in my life yeah he's so fucking good man and if you like if you're working and you've got to do some mindless shit for an hour yeah, like but, fucking no role models and wet dreams from that album. Oh, Holy dude. shit, dude. Like and wet dreams is incredible. It is. It's so incredible. Cause he tells like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's such a good way to tell a story. And like, I don't know. It's always fucking awesome, it man. And it's like a shared experience. Yeah. 
So if you've listened to that song Wet Dreams, you know what we're talking about, but it's gonna be it's a little graphic to describe it. Yeah, podcast. yeah, it's very yeah. If I were to go into the it's about yeah. the first time having sex, Adam. I don't think Adam's yeah. heard it. Mm-hmm. So but it's no, about but being I, like I need to hear it now. It's about being mm-hmm. like a like a a kid in, in middle school, high school. Yeah. And he he's like trying to be a player or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this girl actually is like, Well, come on. And he's like, Oh shit, like <laughs> Yeah. Like, what do I so do? <laughs> he literally at one point says, so he's watching videos on YouTube trying to figure out where it goes. And shit yeah. Like trying to practice. Same. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just, it was just, it's, it's a weird song to be like, that's a masterclass in songwriting, but he's right. When you listen to that, especially that 2014 forest Hills drive record, it, it's just, I, I found myself absolutely. I actually listened to that because that was during a phase when mumble rap had taken over. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a huge rap fan. I'm a giant fan of rap, but I love like, I really liked the gangster rappers in the nineties. Yeah. The yeah. They talked about something. Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about like struggle and like DMX is one of my all time favorite rappers. Oh, yeah. And nice. I absolutely love DMX. I actually have a couple of DMX Rough covers riders. recorded. But like I can't release that, you know. I'm, what? I'm, Come he on, says man. the N word all the oh, time. I got I'm you. White. I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. you know, like the the big problem with it is like I was like I sat down to do it and I was like, oh, I can like I'll make a workaround, you know. I'll like say brother or like. Nah. And I was like, duh, he says it every fifth word though. Yeah, like that ain't it. It's like every word, you know. And I was just like, I, I don't think I can. I don't think there's a way to get around this without just getting called out. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but anyways, back to the four Hills drive thing. Like I, I had like phased out of rap at that point because like Migos took over and then everybody was trying to be Migos. And yeah. Then every rap song was like, it's like yeah. really mumbly and weird. And I was just like, Oh, this is, I can't do this. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out. But then somebody was like, dude, I'm telling you, you got to check out J Cole. And I was like, uh okay i'll do it right yeah and then i it was then i popped on this masterpiece and i was like this is incredible it is yeah j cole like some literally the the three rappers that i listen to probably more than any and well i guess there's a lot of them fuck but j cole kendrick lamar mac miller and um childish gambino some of my favorite fucking rappers like Mm -hmm. they're just they're they're good at the they're all good at the same thing storytelling so oh yeah yeah, I love Childish Gambino. I love J. Cole. I'm I like the baby too. I think I like the baby for another reason, though. I think it's like his flow is just admirable. Yeah. And his ability to like blend words together is just like I think the last person I saw ever do that was Eminem. Yeah. Like, and he and he's doing it in a way cooler way, I think. Yeah. Um Eminem was more aggressive and the baby is like just raw flow and like charisma yeah you know well let's get a let's get some dmx on here man oh oh my goodness where the hood at let's start there i want to say party up x party up x go and give it to you where the hood at i hate how spotify only gives you like their top four biggest songs yeah yeah it's so annoying because i don't want to look through every album individually but i do want to look at like their most streamed stuff um i think that's a good that's a good list Problem is, is you run into some checkered content with DMX after that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, like, I also went through a phase where I listened to the Marshall Mathers LP over and over again. Mm-hmm. Man, um, who didn't? <laughs> dude, some of some of the like pe- people look at modern Eminem, and yeah, they don't understand what he used to be. Like, if you listen to the song "Criminal" in the Marshall Mathers LP, there's a line in that song where he says, "You might see me jogging, you might see me walking." You might see me walking a dead Rottweiler dog with his head chopped off in the park with a spike collar hollering at him because the son of a bitch won't quit barking. And like people don't <laughs> understand that level of wordplay is very, very rare. Oh, and, like, dude is so talented. Yeah. Yeah. The layers on like there's he's walking a dog with no head, wearing a collar, yelling at it because it won't quit barking. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> bit, like it's when you start like dissecting and that whole album is full of layers and layers and layers of lyrics like that. Yeah. And yep. while I understand he's talking about killing his mom, his wife is he's talking about some questionable stuff. I understand that. Like you also got to understand what a kid from Detroit that went through all the things that he went through would have been thinking. Yeah. And like the, the headspace he would have been in and also like dealing with the stress of being newly the biggest artist in the entire world ever. Yeah, he's he's dealing with this new like thrust of just gigantic popularity and it's all overwhelming and he's lashing out, you know, there was some definite like uh, so some shit he he always used to say like Slim Shady and Eminem are two different mm -hmm. people, you know, Slim Shady and Marshall Mathers are two different people. So I'm I'm Mm -hmm. you know, Slim Shady was the one who wrote all those lyrics about killing his mom and his and his wife and all that shit, you know, right? which understandably is the same guy, but that would be him becoming the person he wants to be dealing with like trauma and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't, I don't yeah. know how to explain it, but yeah. Yeah. Kind of like I'm, a fight club situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm very big on um separating the art from the artist. Yeah. And yeah. I like, while I understand the, I, I really do share the sentiment with like, I do understand where the idea of canceling people comes from. Like, Absolutely. Why empower somebody who's a victimizer to continue to go out and victimize? Yes, right? yeah, absolutely. But to my knowledge, Eminem just says mean things. Yeah, and- Eminem, I don't think he was ever officially like, can- I mean, people tried to go after mm-hmm. him, but mm-hmm. uh, seeing how much that man has grown in the last 22 fucking years, like he was so, uh, yeah, I assume you would probably classify like Juice World as like a mumble rapper or whatever, but I'm, I'm a huge Juice fan because oh, I love Juice. The songs that he's not like that he actually like puts his heart and soul into, he mm-hmm. he's so fucking good, you know, the mm-hmm. lyrics and everything. But on the Legends Never Die album, the one that they released after he passed away, Eminem talks about overdosing on, you know, and he almost died. Basically, if they wouldn't have gotten him to the hospital when they did, he would have died. Right. So there was so much drug use there and so much right. all that, you know, just abuse and everything. And just seeing him make it out of that when there's so many people that don't, you know? Right. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. while he has said a lot of fucked up shit, he's always grown. Right. You know? and, and, and that's that's something cool to see. And that's, yeah. I think, what a lot of people want. You know, don't make the same mistake twice and and you know right. learn, learn from your fucking mistake and that's what i think eminem has done his whole career also too like i think eminem is an example of like an artist is at its best when he's kind of indulging the wild side a little bit and like just outside of his comfort zone and nobody's yeah. comfortable talking about being a victim of munchausen syndrome being a drug addict yeah. being so 
his best work came when he was at his most offensive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I mean, there's a reality in there somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. like when my dog was passing away here back in, I want to say October to let's say April. Um, like I wrote some of the darkest material I've ever written as far as lyrics go, you know, actually this song that we just wrote through design the void, the not all treasures, silver and gold, that song started initially like as a, um, like kind of drawing a little bit of like the, I, I guess it's like almost like a survivor's guilt theme. You know, the, the chorus lyrics are, I could set the world on fire and just watch it burn with you. Um, just things like that were like, you're so frustrated. You're losing this person, this thing in your life and yeah. you feel so powerless and you know, really you just, you would just want to make everybody else suffer like you're suffering, you know, yeah. like yeah. playing on that theme. And um, like, I just, in hindsight, like I'm definitely not over it yet. Even when I talk about it now, I'm like on the verge of tears, you know? yeah. mm-hmm. but, but in hindsight, some of the stuff I wrote while it's dark, it's like some of the most passionate things I've ever written, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a real truth to the idea that like real, real art comes from a place of pain and yeah. Eminem, in my opinion, hasn't been himself since he started censoring himself. I would yeah. say, I would say the Eminem show might be his last great album. Yeah. And um, not that everything else hasn't been good because some of it has been good, especially his diss tracks and things like that. And it's just a lot more hit or miss for me. Everything up until the Eminem show, I can just listen to on repeat. Yeah. And I think it also, you know, he he's also seems to be at a better place in his life than mm-hmm. what he was writing those albums. And there is a relatability in mm-hmm. realness and pain. So right. we all go through things, you know, there, there's I'm sure there has been millions of dudes, probably not millions, like thousands of dudes who have gone through a really shitty divorce where, you know, right. the, the wife is just a terrible person trying to take the kids from him and all that shit. And I'm pretty right. sure the shit that he says on that Marshall Mathers LP album have been thought by a countless number of people, you know, exactly. <laughs> there is a sense of relatability mm-hmm. in realness. And I think that's where you get a lot of great songs is mm-hmm. because you are releasing a feeling, you know, nothing in this world. I think my wife says this shit all the time. Like, there is no original thoughts ever. Right. Somebody has thought them. So when you were writing mm-hmm. your thoughts down on paper and you were being real with yourself, there is a sense of relatability into that. Oh, and, is that you know, for sure. Shit that people have thought or, or wanted to do or whatever. And that's what makes good music, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, so with, with a guy like Eminem, right? You're looking to the, you're, you're kind of looking to the inside of like a, really dark inside joke yeah and it's one of those jokes you can only tell amongst your homies and like they know that it comes from a place of pain and that's why it's funny right yeah and you all know the person that it's directed towards so like everybody feels it like but then with eminem it's like so you're getting that inside joke out of context in a song in a weird structure where it sounds like he wants to murder his ex-wife yeah right and to the the outside public you could understand why they'd be like this is literally a song with him detailing how he's going to murder his wife and have his child help him hide the body right yeah (laughs) but (laughs) to the homies it's probably like oh that's when we smoked a lot of weed and talked about that that ridiculous thing and that song is fucking hilarious right yeah which 
that's not a critique of the morality of it like it's still pretty fucked up to write that song right? right it's like if i had that thought i would let it go you know yeah 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 i wouldn't put it on a song and immortalize it forever but that's why i'm not eminem that's yeah, why I think he, that's like the relatability of it you know because yeah. we've all experienced giant assholes who we're mm-hmm. just like god damn it you know just one day if i could get away with murder you know like give me one fucking day you know if if, if i had one day i'd pull the trigger on that yeah you know and that i think that's where yeah it's controversial yes it is absolutely but i think at the end of the day we're all people we're all human we all have bad days you know we all have our lowest of the low moments and i think that's where eminem really shined as he talked he wasn't afraid to talk about those low moments those you know literal fucking rock bottom moments he wasn't afraid to to Mm -hmm. talk about him not only just talk about him but let the entire world see it yeah yeah absolutely yeah in probably its most raw visceral form yeah and like in in some of those skits on that album like if you can set aside the shock and awe and the offense like you can hear the suffering in him saying the stuff yeah absolutely like there's some of those skits where he's like crying and screaming and shit you're like like you feel it like it's not a joke to him this is not a like it's not that he wants to murder his wife but like this is a very real struggle for him yeah you know and like um cleaning out my closet and um the way i am like those are probably two of the most genuine songs like i remember like listening to the way i am that first time the first time you heard that song it was like you really felt bad for him you know yeah and like Stan, I never loved that song, you know, but like I kind of got where he was coming from, but it never really resonated with me. But like the song, The Way I Am, I was like, fuck, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that, the music video for that shit too. That shit was yeah. sick. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because like reminiscing about this stuff, it's like th- these are all moments in time and yeah. you never relive them, but it's, it's cool to think about, I guess, you know? So this we, part of the playlist, let's let's yeah, let's get <laughs> let's some songs on this bitch. Uh, so we got DMX. I've got I put on Criminal because that was one you mentioned. Uh, is there any more Eminem that you want to throw on there? Let's do the way I am, and then do Drug Ballad. Drug Ballad is is sick. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. Okay. Let's not dedicate too much to Eminem. Let's, yeah, <laughs> let's uh, uh is there a, Cole. Let's see. Let me, I'm gonna look up 2014 Forest Hills Drive. A Tale of Two Cities is so good. Yeah, it's the uh, the fucking <laughs> nice <laughs> shit makes me laugh. Money. It's the um, the George Bush splice in No Role Models, like in the middle. It oh cracks me God. the fuck up, <laughs> dude. What he's like? He says, uh, "Fool me once, fool, fool me, fool yeah, me." He said, "There's an old saying twice. in Texas." He said, "I'm sure it's here too, but <laughs> said, uh, fool me once." Uh, uh, Boom, it, shame on you. Like, can't get fooled again. You, yeah, you can't know get what fooled I'm You tell him. God so damn it, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that, my, man. That's I, the best sound clip ever. There are some times where, like, George Bush was full of, dude, he's got, like, some of the funniest sound, sound bites. Uh, my favorite one was, it, like, <laughs> It was right after 9-11 happened, and he's, like, golfing, and they're doing an interview with him. <laughs> and he's like, we're going to kill all these terrorists. And then he's like, now watch this. <laughs> he fucking points the golf club at the news lady, and he was like, now watch this drive. 
<laughs> like, bro, come on, bro. Legend. America won't legend, stand for terror. That's we right. Stand for terror. Yeah. Now watch, watch this, this drive. Watch <laughs> this shit, baby. Check out the sick putt, sweetheart. God damn it, dude. He was fucking legend, man. Oh. Oh. Let's uh so let's talk about a little heavier shit, man. So you mm-hmm. you mentioned like Chelsea Gran and Phil Bozeman, that's uh Whitechapel, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh yes, Whitechapel, stuff like that. Well, I got into I'm I'm pretty much a core kid. So yeah. if my entry point was like fuse and uh like uh MTV and things like that, yeah. right? So like I probably got drugged into the scene with bands like Slipknot and mm-hmm. um probably my earliest recollection some nine inch nails a lot of corn um i did grow up in that weird corn era like where they were Love doing that. like yeah. twisted transistor tra- twisted transistor and stuff like that yeah and i still like low-key love that stuff whether people hate it or not I, the, it's relevant to me but so that stuff probably kind of drug me into the scene but like the the bands that i cringe at now are actually the bands who kind of got me in the scene like someday came suddenly was my favorite album by attack attack oh yeah oh yeah let's Dude, go like... <laughs> so like bro ashley's here yeah and, uh, um like that whole austin carlisle era that whole album with um yeah I'm trying to think of they had all the the problem with that whole era of attack attack is you can't remember any of the damn songs because they're like yeah they're, can I check my MySpace when we yeah, get there or yeah. something weird Doctor Shivargo yeah. it's like a bunch of weird stuff yeah you know yeah. it's sad people's me. elbow or something yeah I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah like a bunch of stuff it, it makes me so sad because there mm-hmm. were so many bands that did that like electronic mm-hmm. core metalcore crap core mm-hmm. shit for one album and then completely like like I don't know why. They just, just stopped it. doing it. Like Sky Eats Airplane. That fucking um mm-hmm. what is the name of that album, Adam? Shit. The first one? Yeah. It's like uh, when everything when everything oh, Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that first album was fucking amazing. And then right. Attack Attack someday someday came suddenly. Like there was just mm-hmm. that electronic core, man, and then it just died. Oh, I, every oh god! It's, no, you're uh, good. Everything perfect on the wrong day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, everything that perfect. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I liked their self-titled though. Yeah, but it was good. But I mean, I mean, not it wasn't it was as bad. like Nintendo yeah. core. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I think the most underrated Attack Attack album is actually the Revolution, and that album, like if you listen to that album back, they they've ditched the crab core sound, right? Yeah, and that's no fun because everybody loved the crab core sound. I do think the crab core sound immediately got beat to death. It did. And, it did. And within a year of Attack Attack releasing, someday came suddenly. We had abandon all ships, in in fear and faith. Um, oh my God, there's so many of them. I'm drawing a little bit of a abandon all ships probably. Um, Eskimo Cowboy came out. Matter of fact, fun yeah. fact, I think Eskimo Callboy might have been doing Crabcore before Attack Attack. Like, so if you listen to their early, early stuff, I think they had a an EP in like 2007-ish, yeah. 2006. Me and my wife were actually revisiting this a couple weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about it. And I looked at, I want to say it was 2006 or seven that they had 
Like, you know, that, that stereotypical, a day to remember breakdown, the dude, Eskimo cowboy did that exact same breakdown first a year earlier. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I swear. I think I'm, I think I'm not wrong. Hot take. Hot, got take. A hot, take. hot take i'm not saying they ripped them <laughs> off you know because they're across the world sure, or whatever sure, sure. but um you know you're just it's saying elect- they, were, they might have been the first yeah it's electric cowboy now I'm yes sorry. electric cowboy electric okay cowboy bro that threw me off so bad because i was like i was typing an eskimo and electric cowboy kept coming electric like, is what, what it is now fuck? they had an ep before they were like a big band and it was i want to say it was 2006 or 8 it's got like a dog on the front of it with a giant blinged out chain. Those dudes are goofy as shit. Man. They're so goofy. I remember this distinctly because it changed my my life, dude. They have a breakdown at the end of the one song where they say this this shit's a rubber ducky clusterfuck, and then he does <laughs> like the most ridiculous pig squeal. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like they had um the they were like doing the catchy chorus thing like way ahead of i mean maybe not way ahead of everybody but like yeah. they were they were doing it on a different level like they were like children too it was crazy like they were like hey mrs drama queen da, 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 da. and they redid that ep with their new singer like if you if you listen to their newest ep that's the old ep they just redid it with the new singer okay so like hey mrs drama queen and all that that was all released back in the day like oh, back shit. in the dark ages of the the German metalcore scene. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, but anyways, we we're talking about who we we're talking about attack attack. I'm sorry. I keep yeah. doing this too. I, good, man. I keep derailing us. So that, that genre, like that era, I was into super into attack attack, abandon all ships. I was like a giant fan of, I thought they were going to be the next best thing. Cause I was 12 and stupid. And, <laughs> and uh, like, I don't know, like that whole, that whole era was like my, I just loved it all. And fear and faith was great. Mm-hmm. like um and i've actually done like i don't know if this is common for artists but i've done a lot of o days to like my favorite musicians in my music so like yeah. in in sketty and butter i have a breakdown and i say uh something about this is the purest strain of grain you are you are witnessing the purest strain of grain <laughs> it's and uh i have i have a a reference to in fear and faith in one of the design the void songs that's awesome that's not that's not released yet now that i think about that it's it's about it's it's the road to hell is paved with good intentions is basically what i say and uh it's a reference to that road to hell was paved with good intentions line from the in fear and faith song yeah but that's awesome i I mean i I think that's cool um having like little easter eggs for people to find you know yeah yeah how about how about that sick shirt you got on yeah let's talk about that yeah so this is a devil wears prada shirt and so that's 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 another thing that i haven't even brought up i'm a giant devil wears prada fan i have Uh lyrics of the devil wears prada tattooed on my chest i have an entire back piece dedicated to the story of job from the bible oh nice it's got devil wears prada lyrics on it um i'm a giant giant devil wears prada fan and i'm a little weird like i'm not like your typical metal fan that that just I love watching a band age. I like watching them grow up with me. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the Devil Wears Prada has just gotten better. Like they had one stinker of an album for me, and it was that Sour Breath album. Oh, I, dude, I was just that like, was weird. That I, I heard it, Augie, and actually Augie and I heard it, and honestly, I think it kind of fractured 
like our, our I don't like even remember it. <laughs> oh yes, you do. Yes, I, you do, bro. Because we we it, sat in like your mom's house, and you were like, "Dude, check this shit out." And then it was weird, bro. To it us. must have sucked shit so and bad. We that never like we kind of never really rekindled that yeah. listenership. Mm-hmm. Like my like I stopped at like the zombie EP. Um, I stopped that at, was um, that was after the 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 roots above branch yeah, below right so, I stopped yeah. at, I stopped there with roots above I mm-hmm. always liked how they had just a few songs mm-hmm. with really really strong either openers or like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just random shit like in uh, dog skin girl beards all over that album mm-hmm. uh they had a bunch of weird shit in there but it was like um mm-hmm. the piano like he just like ran his hand on the fucking piano and they did the same thing with the bass guitar as well right (laughs) and then in uh like just random shit like that and everyone you know just a few songs but then oh go ahead and uh with roots above they had uh what is it big 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 wiggly or some shit style style. Yeah, yeah. yeah that fucking opening is sick as shit I think I like the closer on that album like a lot. Yeah. Uh, Zena something Zeno something. Mm-hmm. But so, but anyways, I've heard that like here lately like their shit's been really sick. I just yeah. haven't heard it. Dude, in all honesty, I think you got out right before they got really good, in my opinion. Like, and don't get me wrong, I was a giant Farah or fan of the With Roots oh, album. Yeah. Um, I was. Um, but as I get older, I definitely prefer the stuff they're doing now. Like, yeah. So like the, the tattoo on my chest and this will all make sense. I literally wanted to be a pastor until I was like 23. Like yeah. that was, that was my end goal in life. I and uh, that. there's a whole host of reasons why I decided not to go down that path. Right. Um, just coming to the realization that people in the church didn't actually read the book. Like mm-hmm. I, w- I was watching people preach things that I had just read line for line and then like putting their own spin on it. And that really irked me, you know, yeah. and I've obviously went a different path with my life now. So, um, but like the, the tattoo on my chest says, my regret is not writing more for you, Lord. And uh, like the, the actual lyrics of the song is my regret is not writing more for you, Lord, as this ocean becomes deeper, my vessel becomes less stable. And on the, the tattoo, yeah. there's like a, there's a boat coming out of a book. And then it's like there's a lighthouse in the middle, and like there's a like an anchor over here. It's like it's it's all based in the lyrics of the song. Yeah, that's that badass. So I'm a lifer Devil Wars Prada fan. Let's and, get um, them on there, man. Let's get them on the playlist. Let's do it. I'm sorry, dude. No, you're Rim. good, man. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. But yeah, let's do it. This well, is why we do this, dude. Right. So my Devil Wars Prada picks are going to be probably significantly different different than most people's because yeah. um. I sincerely think their best albums were Dead Throne and 818. And um that Dead Throne was right after Roots Above. And Dead and Alive, I think, was a live album. Transit Blues is a little bit weird. And the act I think was sick. And their newest one, Time, is pretty good too. Yeah. So let's go to, let's go straight to Plagues and I will get <laughs> number three, never forget. Uh-huh. Hey John, what's your name again? And then we'll go to Roots, and we'll do Sassafras, assistant assistant to the regional manager. God, there's so many bangers on this album, bro. Um, Danger Wild Man, Big Wiggly Style. Dude, everything on this fucking album's a banger. Gimme Half is a banger. It Um, is. But then we go to Dead Throne, 
Let's go with Mammoth. RIT is sick, dude. That's another one I did in O'Day too. Um, I think RIT meant rest and torment because he wrote a book about it. This yeah. is how much of a nerd I am. I've bought all of Mike Ranica's books. I've read all of his books. I'm a weird beard dude. I bought his children's book. <laughs> I don't, That's awesome. I don't even know why he wrote that. And I don't know why I read it, but I did. <laughs> but like uh, he had a, so when he, when they released, I think it was 818. Um, he released a book and it was basically about how his relationship had ended with, I think it was a girl named Jade, I think is what her name was. But he talks about like what the songs meant and why he wrote them. And, and uh, some of the, some of the stuff they talk about in these older, these newer albums, like dead throne and eight eighteen, like their storytelling has gotten so good. Like the way they write their lyrics, like the yeah. song eight eighteen on the album eight eighteen, the lyrics are brutal, dude. It's um screams cry from empty lungs, bullets clutter the sidewalk, bullets tremble in a young man's hand, a mother visits a grave site. They ask why we suffer. Oh God, please answer. Rivers run, mountains peak. We remain scared. Like they do so many like cool things with lyrics that yeah when you sit down and listen to him and then like, especially when you're reading his diagnosis of the lyrics in the book and like, you understand the backstory. It's like, you can just relate to it. And they have a song on eight eighteen. It's about her leaving. And I, I think it's in heart maybe, but he's like, uh, she fell in love with the city. And since then I'm already gone something like that but the 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 songwriting is incredible i think on those on those last couple albums yeah 818 and and uh dead throne but let's go with for my playlist vengeance off of the dead throne album rit born to lose is sick i covered that by the way and released it it's pretty nice and then on 818 we'll do 818 we'll do home for grave and we'll do Sailor's Prayer and Gloom. Gloom is a pretty interesting song. And then we'll do the act. And we'll do Lines of Your Hands, Please Say No, Numb. And uh, we'll do The Thread and Wave of Youth. They're oh. probably they're probably my most influential band, I think. Yeah. They're 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 like the one that I absolutely love. I feel you. That's awesome. Right on, man. We are uh, cutting a little close on as far as like time wise goes, but okay. um, I will say if you ever want to come back on, you're more than welcome. Um, For sure, man. So Isidore, y'all have a new song coming out, correct? So we just released the just song released with Design it. the Void that came out on the 12th. Yeah. 12th of August. That is called Not All Treasure Silver and Gold. Um, my solo project Isidore does have stuff on deck. The, the video side of it is where I'm struggling right now. Like I'm trying to figure out a way to make. So I have about five songs done. I just haven't released them and I don't want to cold drop them and figuring out the video side of it and figuring out how to make it mass effect theme has been a straight up challenge. Yeah, me. I feel that. So, yeah. But I'll keep people updated on that online. But right for right now, Design the Void did just release a song and it's a fucking club banger, bud. You ought to check that out. Yeah, for sure. So, um, we are going to, since y'all just released that, I will add that to this playlist. Mm -hmm. uh, I also added your solo Is Isidore to the 
<laughs> bro i am struggling with that shit for some it's reason. okay dude you know, you're, his, you're name's, his name's jesse man yeah jesse, jesse well, yeah well but the, the project's name is is a door just, just say jesse's project yeah jesse's no because then you gotta get the name in it, dog. Like, then no, always, you, everybody's gonna go to spotify good. you know nah, and search jesse's project if it um, makes you feel any better i've heard it butchered far worse well oh, i don't I know why imagine. dude i'm i'm like we we interviewed uh Hansel from from nightlife and i kept wanting to call him hansel because of the fucking um mm. what is that movie god damn it with ben stiller oh i know he's a model about. um oh god damn it he god does the magnum it. yeah <laughs> uh, zoolander. Well, yeah, zoolander yeah so owens mm-hmm. fuck um the other guy in it um god damn i'm like having brain fart <laughs> after brain fart tonight uh wow guy wow that guy um yeah yeah, uh, Owen Hart or no, Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Owen Wilson. Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen. Isn't Owen Hart like a wrestler? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ron yeah. Owen. Hell yeah. Owen Owen Wilson was the his name was Hansel in the fucking movie. So mm-hmm. that's why I kept wanting to call him that. But anyways, right. little side note. Um <laughs> so I'm gonna throw on your new song. Go ahead and throw that song on and then throw on some, uh, put Giants Among Us from Isidore on there. I put both of them since you only have two songs. I just went ahead and put both. Sorry if I didn't get enough songs in the playlist. Oh, you rambled the whole oh time. you've got a ton. I think anyway. these only get to 15, 25 sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good, man. The more the better. Man. Got, yeah. The more the better. We do like to ask you, what is the last song you listened to? The last song I listened to. Is there a way that I can tell you that? Do you, listen like, to, I, do you use Spotify? Can I look it up? Yes. Do you use Spotify? Um, yes. So if you're on your phone, there's actually, what do you have, iPhone or? Uh, I have an Android. Android. Okay. So if you go to your Spotify app, okay. there is a little time thing right up there by the notifications in the top. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. You click on that and that'll tell you all the recent shit that you listen to. So the last song I listened to was Death Is Not Defeat by Architects. Nice. And I completely grazed over the fact that I fucking love Architects. Holy hell. Album. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, man, to sum it, it all up. Man. Yeah. Dude, it's so terrible. And That's why we always like to invite people back, man, because there's just so much to talk about. Like, I can sit here for an hour and a half and tell you all my fucking favorite songs. Yeah, so, Frankly, dude, I had a ton of fun. So whenever you guys want me, just get a hold of me. I'll, yeah, for I'll, sure. Man. I'll do this shit every two days if you want. If you like, <laughs> hell yeah, that's what I like to <laughs> so, hear, man. So yeah, you when, whenever you want me, you let me know. Yeah, I'll be back. If you like, Sweet. every time y'all go to release a song, you just hit us up, and uh, we'll we'll have you on. Adam, you want to do the rest? Sure. You know, we like to give you an opportunity to sort of shout out your bands, your projects, your social media handles, any upcoming shows, any upcoming you know you know music or recent releases. I know we've kind of talked about it um that way the the listeners can kind of go and check you out um through any avenue they so please um so i'm on instagram as jesse isidore and i just kind of use that as my like if i'm going to tease new music or whatever like i i just use my personal instagram yeah i'm i've got straight boomer energy so i'm really bad at social media a lot of times i gotta be completely honest and isidore official is my facebook page uh, design the void is the facebook page for design the void um if you want to follow follow narwhal bloodbath feel free to do that um because we will eventually be doing stuff together it's just a matter of time and 
frankly, we're all really busy with other projects right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, so there's the Facebook pages, the Instagram, I'm on TikTok and I have no idea how to use that damn thing. <laughs> I'm out here doing my best. And if you go to my TikTok, which is just Jesse Isidore, I didn't make it anything fancy. You'll actually get to see a whole bunch of unreleased Isidore stuff. Like I, okay. I've posted teaser videos of stuff that we're working on for Isidore. Um, one of the catchy singing choruses that I wrote there for Isidore is on there. There's a bunch of stuff. I'm also looking for a female to duet with me on that song. I need a really poppy female singer to duet with me so if uh if you are that lady you let me know and you have the ability to record yourself get a hold of me it'll be lit hell yeah man so yeah stay in touch boys this is a lot of fun yeah yes, thanks sir, man. man appreciate it thanks for joining us man yeah man. no no problem i like i said i really enjoyed this i had a ton of fun so yeah same so, dude we love to hear that yeah and just hit us up on facebook whatever did you got you, mm-hmm. you got my facebook so and adam is just adam rodriguez so <laughs> <laughs> all right that's pretty that's that what we good. use the most is facebook so and real quick i never even told you the story behind the shirt do you want to know yeah okay <laughs> so like my wife bought me a she knows i'm a devil wears prada nerd right and yeah. um she bought me a vip pass to the devil wears prada in pittsburgh which is <clears throat> way far away from me it's like four hours and mm-hmm because of the nature of being a business owner, I was like, boy, this is such a gamble. Like, cause I had to be there like at two or three o'clock in the afternoon and then had to wait in line. And there's like all this VIP stuff you have to do. Right. And yeah. like, I've met the devil Wars Prada three times in my life. Right. And I was a fucking weeb, every one of them. Okay. Like, so when I first got my back tattoo, I went to show them in the devil Wars Prada at the warp tour booth when I was in high school and they were like, oh, dude, that's sick. And like Mike was trying to talk to me about it. And I just got all embarrassed. And I was like, all right, bye. And I <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> dude, so that was when I was like 17. And then I met him at a show in, I want to say, Rochester or something. It was it was a New York show. It was like Mayhem Fest, I think. And so I met him there and was like, I really love your guys' stuff. You know, I was a little bit older, so I was a little bit more mature. And then once again, Mike was like, oh, haven't I met you before? <laughs> it's like, I gotta go. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. That's hilarious. So fast forward to me being like 25 years old. I'm a grown ass man now. And like, I was not nervous at all to meet him at this point because I'd been doing the band stuff by myself. And like it, the, the allure, like the mystique was gone. You know, I was like, oh, he's just a normal dude like me, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so... I made all these plans. I made all these arrangements so that I could leave work early and I was going to go meet my buddy, Matt, and we were going to drive to Pittsburgh. So I leave wicked early and about halfway through, we hit nothing but just traffic. And Uh, I was like, what is going on? Because this is usually a free and clear drive all the way to Pittsburgh. And then you get it, get to Pittsburgh and then it's terrible. But other than that, it's just a wide open back road. Well, they were working on the highway. And then while they were working on the highway, somebody didn't realize they were working on the highway, missed the thing. And he drove wide (laughs) open into a mountainside. Okay. So traffic was backed up for miles. So we reroute, we get off the X. It was, it was just long story short. I showed up late, missed all the VIP stuff. Talked to the guy that was like at the merch booth. I was like, listen, my wife bought me and my buddy, Matt VIP tickets. And like, I had them in my email. And then 
we drove fucking five hours to get here. So like we missed everything. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, uh, can I at least get my VIP stuff? And he's like, what VIP stuff? And it was like a whole bundle of stuff. So then I, I immediately get paranoid and I'm like, okay, can I just buy shirts? <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I buy like four or five shirts and then I left two of them at the venue. It was terrible, dude. It was, I was oh so, I was gosh. so embarrassed. I was so annoyed. It was a rough night. And like, I didn't want to argue with the dude and like, cause there was a whole line of people, right? They just played, yeah. they haven't gotten back to their merch table yet. I'm trying not to be inconvenient. I'm real worried about bothering these people for some reason. So then I ended up with this shirt dude. and then, then I got fat and outgrew the shirt. Now I'm getting skinny again and I, I can fit in it. So Hell yeah. that's, 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 nice the story. Shirt, man. that's the story. <laughs> that's the story. That's a rough story, years. dude. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. With us, though. <laughs> I think we've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have too. But all right, boys. Well, it was good. It was good talking to you. You too, man. Nice to meet you. You're good, man. You have a nice night, dude. All right, you too. Pleasure meeting everybody. You too. See you later. Later.